This is John Hallett. Welcome to the John Hallett Podcast. And today I've got sitting with me Jamie Hoffman. How you doing, Jamie? Good. How are you? I'm doing great today. Good. Good. Well, hi everyone. My name's Jamie. I work for RMSDF. And I started here about when when was COVID? That's about when I started. Because they closed all the gyms and they put all the restrictions on them. When yeah. they lifted it, I was like, oh, my Vasa gym's so closed. So I came over here. And I've been here ever since. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we're t- today we're talking about starting fitness and martial arts and a bit on my journey okay. um, over the last 10 years. Um, I'm 50 now and things I've changed in my workout and s- things we see with just people coming in and helping people getting started because I hear a lot, I'm too old. And I'm like, you're kidding me. You're not too old. Um, we've had tons of old guys and girls in the gym and it's just all about starting slow and steady. And, you know, the oldest client I've trained is or 85 years old. So I always oh, tell wow. people you're nowhere close. Um, he did have the mindset for it. He's a ex Green Beret Vietnam vet um, that, you know, wanted to stay in shape and had that mindset of I'm going to just start and I'm going to go at my own pace. That's awesome. I think a lot of people need that. They need that in them, you know, to get going. And they, they want to have the will to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. all about choices, right? Yeah. Like, what are you going to choose to do today? Exactly. You know, say you're old or make it another excuse why, you know, maybe it's tomorrow. Right. So, exactly. You know, one big thing I've seen over the last 10 years is I don't need to do as much. You know, I, I was overtraining mm. when from, you know, my twenties and thirties, things I could do in my twenties and thirties, you kind of had to check that ego and go, I can't do the same things I was doing. I'm just not recovering. Mm-hmm. So what? I see that a lot with like clients and stuff that come in, they just overtrain all the time. And, a big one, especially with my fiance, he does not like to recover. And it's so important to recover. Wouldn't you say, John? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think recovery, how old is he? 26. 26. And this guy has been with me since 15, I believe. I think he was 15 when he started training with me. Um, even in our 20s, we need recovery, but it definitely gets more as we get older. And I think that was a hard thing for me as an athlete that... I did these things, I can do it mm-hmm. and could keep doing it. But then it would lead to, you know, you'd pull something, tendonitis, you know, you name it, you know, oh, pulled something in my hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always those things. So I think as an older athlete, you just got to wrap it around your head that you're not 20 anymore. You've just got to tone it down. And I see people being really excited in their workout program and they're getting in and, Sometimes they are overtraining because they've got that new beginner, I'm excited. Right. And I always tell them, don't hurt yourself. I know you're excited, but you got to recover, but they just want to get into the gym and do their workout. And Which is great. You just need that balance, right? So, yeah. So excited. You're excited to get started, make progress, but you also got to, you know, rest, recover, you know, fuel your body with nutrients, drink your water, or do ice baths. Like you like to do? Yep. Ice baths are definitely uh, a mental challenge. You know, that is one big one. 
on the mental challenge. Uh, you know, I like to talk about Andrew Huberman's podcast. He has some great, great stuff on there. He's got a, you know, the full scientific, he is the, uh, scientist, um, on there, but you know, there's great things. Um, I like the, one of the big benefits is building resilience Mm -hmm. and grit and like getting in there. I think my wife just uh, commented on one of our posts of like, it's like the cold plunge. The more you think about it, (laughs) the harder it is. And you just got to get in there. And that's one thing. Um, I like the recovery aspect of the cold plunge, but the big thing for me when I started doing them was I hate cold water. I just hate it like a lot of people and my family, um, not my wife, she would have done it. Um, we were going to do a family challenge out of the comfort crisis book, um, and do something hard and challenging that we didn't think we could complete. And I honestly, um, didn't think I can complete the cold plunge challenge, you know, of just doing it. Um, I'm doing it three days a week, at least two minutes, most of the time I'm going in for four minutes. You know, I really, um, I think Huberman says, I think it's like two to three minutes, um, three times a week, you're going to get all these benefits, um, for mood enhancement. Um, it's going to increase your metabolism. There's just a ton of things that it's going to help as well as your physical recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been feeling great. Um, but it is a challenge. And I think it's like a lot of things like getting to the gym is a huge mental challenge for people and starting of like, I'm old and I'm old. So what, um, you know, I hate cold water and just getting in there and doing it has been a huge challenge. Cause a lot of people like a cold shower and a lot of people don't realize that cold showers like around 70 to 74 degrees. You know, the, my cold plunge right now is 50 degrees. Oh, yeah, no, that's And I'm that's trying to <laughs> bring it down, bring it down as we go. So yeah. I used it to do that challenge. Like, I didn't really think I could do it. I should probably do that because yeah, I, I think it's a water. good, you know, it definitely, you've got to calm your breathing down. Mm-hmm. You're in there, you've got to calm yourself down. So I think it's got a lot of benefits for martial arts, Krav Maga, you name it. martial art but as well as just fitness being able to calm yourself down you're in a hard workout can you take that deep breath and not get out of breath i see people not know how to breathe so like getting into that cold plunge you better start to breathe otherwise (laughs) you're in trouble that's why they you know do warn older um athletes and you know to check with your doctor like anything else of before you start something new and try to add that because it does shock your system when you get in there I imagine that's what, you know, I started with, you know, I thought the cold shower was absolutely terrible, but you're like, no, it's nothing. So, um, I think it's a great way to recover as an older athlete. We definitely need to be, like you said, hydrating, you know, I carry around a water bottle. My daughter calls it, you know, your comfort water bottle. You always have that water bottle with you, but it's that constant reminder of drink water and hydrate. It is so hard, especially we're here in Colorado we're high altitude especially in the winter when it's extremely dry people don't think it's dry here but it is it is so dry awful yeah (laughs) so so yeah that water the rest the sleep is a big one as well i know a lot of athletes that come in here they struggle with sleep you know and sometimes they're like well i i don't struggle falling asleep but staying asleep is the issue 
Yeah. Have you, can you relate to that? In oh, absolutely. Way? The yeah. older I get, the harder it is to sleep and the more I value that sleep. It's like we constantly tell our kids if they've got, like, if you wake us up, <laughs> you're in real trouble. You're having friends sleep over and spend the night, but we get up at 5 a.m., you mm. know, pretty much seven days, uh, six days a week, seven day, you know, sometimes the, that internal clock just goes off and you're and up at the regular time. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, value sleep so much that, um, I do the NSDR protocol, non-sleep deep rest. I'm kind of a yoga protocol. Another one, um, I found on Andrew Huberman that that really helps me fall asleep. I've always had trouble falling asleep because at an early age, I was watching MASH and Hogan's Heroes to fall asleep. And then it was, you know, something on Discovery Channel, some documentary and you know, it was fairly recently that I found that and I've been able to shut the TV off at 10 o'clock and just put on an NSDR and it helps me fall asleep. And when I wake up because I'm thinking about what I need to do tomorrow, all these things, that NSDR helps me fall asleep. We do have that. We can put that in the show notes um, on my Spotify playlist. You know, we put it here to out to our our members here, but we can put it out on the podcast link. So anybody listening can find that really easy on my Spotify playlist for non-sleep deep rest. That's yeah. really helped me just fall back asleep and not worry about what's going on that we all wake up and your brain just starts going. And now I can't fall asleep is what most of the older athletes tell me. They mm -hmm. just, they struggle there. I think another one too, you had mentioned, you know, you turn everything off by what, 10? 10 p.m. you said? Yeah, try it. My I think phone that's so gets important. silenced. <laughs> yeah. Because I, th I think it was Andrew Huberman. He was either on his podcast or Joe Rogan or something. I was listening to it. And he was talking about the effects of the bright light like on phones and TVs. Yes. And how it will affect, you know, your sleep. And just turn it off. So turn it off. Don't fall asleep to it. Yeah. Huberman even says. Don't fall asleep scrolling through social media. Yeah. Just that blue, that light uh, on there, it's like the one thing when I open up my phone, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I put on NSDR, like that bright light, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just do it another way. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can teach Google how to open it up that way um, somehow <laughs> so I don't have that bright light. Right. Because um, it is Huberman. He even talks about if you want to really get crazy is turn off all overhead lights um, early so you can mm -hmm. reset your circadian rhythms and like that light just keeps us up. And it is so hard. And that was the one thing um, I thank my wife for telling me like she can just fall asleep. I mean, she's like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And she's asleep in two seconds. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. That. I'm like, you're <laughs> killing me. I want to just shake you like just wake up. I'm still awake. How can you fall asleep in a second? Um, she literally falls asleep. It's probably like more like 10 seconds, but, um, I have a hard time and she was complaining about the TV. And I really think a lot of the commercials even are brighter. She's like, it's just flashing and it's keeping me awake. And she's got her eyes closed. And here I am trying to watch a documentary just to unwind and, but it's keeping me up. So I started doing the NSDR protocol mm -hmm. and it's been working great. You know, I shut it off like, okay, shut the TV off 10 o'clock. We're done. Mm -hmm. You're not checking anything. You know, it's kind of that don't check your email. There's so many people 
the, you know, what do I get tomorrow? I'm like, don't check your email. Like, yeah, especially at like 3 a.m. Don't do that. Yeah, don't check it at 9 a.m. Or 9 p.m., <laughs> you know, 9 p.m. Don't check it at night. You're going to you're gonna do that. And I think that's a problem with a lot of self-employed people is they have a really hard time turning it off. And that dedicated um, employee has a hard time turning it off. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be there in the morning. Don't worry about that email that's, you know, some employee complaining about something. So, right, it's like that control. Yeah. Can I so control? stop texting me and emailing me at that time, Jamie. I'm not even reading <laughs> the stuff sorry. you're complaining about. I know, gosh. I'm I know sorry. Josh is new. I know he's in the highlight right now, but <laughs> you're still in our love, I'm sorry. Jamie. And when I, love I you. see those funny Halloween memes, I just have to send them. <laughs> so, um, what else? What are your other thoughts on seeing our people at 40 starting? Well, I get a lot of as well, and I'm sure you do too, like, um, gaining muscle or losing muscle yeah and the uh, struggle with that it is such a struggle and that's where i'm like just start you need to get in and it's where sometimes people are like well what's the workout and i'm like who cares it's just another excuse that you're not mm-hmm. going to like the workout it's exercise yeah. around basically everything around you're doing exercises we keep it mixed it up mixed up here at rocky mountain um, but it's exercising. Like, what's the workout like? It's a workout. Sorry, it's just yeah. another Don't excuse. Come in and it. check it. Yeah, come, come in and check it out. Check out all. You might find something that you never knew existed. Go and check out different gyms and find out a workout program because people don't want to start and we're just losing muscle mass as we get older. It's just such a battle. And then it is a huge thing once we hit that kind of 60, 65, it's getting harder and harder. And it's the biggest problem with our elderly population is they've lost so much muscle mass. It's hard enough as an athlete in your 20s to be gaining muscle mass. So you get those, you know, especially football players. My stepson's a football player and he's trying to gain mass and put on weight and slash put on muscle. It is hard really at any age for a lot of us. Some people are definitely genetically gifted and they just mm-hmm. look at weights and they get stronger and bigger and you're like i hate you (laughs) like how did you just get bigger by just looking at that weight i swear you just got bigger so um we're just losing it what is it it's like one to two percent a year is that what it is um i have it right here so the statistic says after each 30 you can lose as much as three to five percent of your muscle so per year yes as you age and you just start and compounding. A lot that. of that, yeah, especially with, sorry, men, has a lot to do with men because you lose your testosterone levels. Yeah, your testosterone age. levels start to go down and it gets yeah. harder and harder. And testosterone, it, I mean, that, that hormone's really important to stimulate protein synthesis and muscle growth. So, I mean, that would, on a sad note, it makes sense why especially men lose that much muscle because their levels are going down. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like. This We're talking about starting at... 40 plus as the athlete but it's really like go into your 40s strong get started now um time just goes by so fast so you've got to do something yeah it's just going to be a real problem as we age and i always say you're going to be a burden to your family and you're not going to live as long you're not going to be able to go out and you know live that retirement life and do all those plans hike you know, the Himalayas, whatever you're going to do, you know, like my bucket list, you know, we want to do the Appalachian trail. We want to do the Colorado trail. 
you know, we want to do a lot of hiking as we get older and I don't want to be limited and feeling weak. And a lot of people just, they don't have that muscle. They realize that, you know, they've been sitting around and even if they're in quote, relatively good shape, you know, body composition wise, they just don't have the muscle and they go into older age and they're in real trouble. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's definitely a harder thing for older athletes. It really is. Like muscle is extremely important, you know? helps us walk yeah and that's why i'm like you know overtraining. that's why i'm like i don't do as many sessions as i did when i was in my 30s i just need that recovery because we're just breaking down muscle you're not recovering you're mm-hmm. not doing anything you're like that recovery is so important and people are like i gotta work out and i know that person with that mindset i'm like you're your worst enemy you need the coach to say slow it down you're overtraining because you're like, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Those athletes, it can yeah. be a real problem to themselves. They, they get into the gym, but as they get older, they don't, they shouldn't be doing those things because they need that extra recovery. And you're like the whole set, less is more, less is more. And I People actually go stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, go back to the whole sleep. I sleep a ton better because I've cut back. I was overtraining. And my sleep before all the NSDR, I mean, this is, you know, since I've turned 40 in the last 10 years, my sleep has been better as I've cut down. I'm not doing as much as I did, but you feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. Like I could do more, but cutting down, I sleep better. I think my recovery is better. Um, that's that's awesome. definitely a huge component. Um, nutrition. As you're an older athlete, what are your thoughts on? On nutrition? Yeah, for older athletes. Um, I think it is more, almost more important than your actual workouts. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You got to have nutrition. And I'm not, how do I put this? You got to have your protein. That's the main important one, right? Protein and fats, the body can't produce it on its own like it can, you know carbohydrates it can take a carbohydrate and break it down easily right so as an older athlete i would say protein and fats are really essential in your diet Um, and then when i say carbohydrates i know everyone's thinking like oh french fries and chips no that's not what i'm talking about like good sources of carbohydrates you know like sweet potatoes or potatoes vegetables those are all good sources of carbohydrates to incorporate in your diet but definitely as an older athlete you should be intaking um let's see i actually have it right here you should be intaking one to 1.3 grams per one kilogram of body weight as an older athlete that's a lot of protein if you think about it but um that's what's going to help you maintain that muscle mass that you start to lose as you age Yeah, yeah and i would um take a moment to kind of one of our um sponsors is clear sky dot training and ClearSky hyphen online. If you visit either one of those, you can get to our nutrition mm-hmm. portal and you can get to our prestige lab site that will benefit the show. Um, if you're supporting that, our channel here, um, again, it's ClearSky hyphen online. Mm-hmm. You can check that out and go to our supplement tab. What I'm doing is those prestige labs, um, supplements it is a great, it's a supplement company for gym owners. Um, it is fantastic. I was done with supplements over the years. And sometimes I try stuff just to carry it in because I like it and it becomes a big push. But 
Prestige Labs is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I actually did a recent um, placebo effect of I cut it out. I do their protein. Um, it's fantastic. Everybody that tries it loves it. My All the teens in my house, my daughter, my two stepsons love it. I think it's fantastic. Everybody that's rec uh, recommended that, they love it. It's a great source of protein because it is yeah. so hard to get that protein in there. Um, but I do their um, their test boost, their multivitamin, and their um, hormone optimizer. Um, and I took those out and I was telling you, I'm like, gosh, I've just been so tired and sluggish. I don't know what's going on with me. And mm -hmm. I think I come in the next day and I'm like, Jamie, I figured it out. I'm not taking I, my supplements. I'm like, I cut out my supplements just to see what would happen. And I forgot I was doing that experiment because they're not on my vanity next to my toothbrush. So I'm like, totally forgot about it. Yeah. And I, you know, have since gone back on them and you're like, okay, feel better. And like that, you're like supplementing with something that's good. And that's why when I found Prestige Labs, I was like, they've got great stuff. I think it's like Dr. Cashy. There's all sorts of videos there. The scientific guys, I'm the motivator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the mentor. I love coaching people. I love training. Leave the science to the science guys. Let Listen to his video on our stuff. Um, He's fantastic. It's He's all really, really good. good stuff. There's so much crap out there in the supplement industry that you're like, you don't know what you're getting. And they're, they've got a great line. It's the best supplements I've ever uh, used. Their pre-workout, I take that once in a while. That's in my arsenal. Um, it's fantastic. It doesn't have any caffeine. Yes. Or you can add the caffeine. It's two-part series of I that pre-workout. I love that option because not... If someone works out after work at 5 p.m., they don't want that caffeine intake because then again, it affects the sleep. Yeah. So I love their pre-workout because you can take that caffeine portion out. Yeah. it's. Um, and I'll have to agree. Also, I like the hormone optimizer and the, uh, multi, the women's multivitamin. Absolutely. Yeah. So I always recommend also, as you just recommended, right, the supplements. When you get older... Supplements are really, really important because you can't always get all those nutrients through your diet. So it's very, very important that you take them. Yeah. At least a multivitamin. Yep. Yep. So, so, yeah, I always recommend people like, see how you look, feel, and perform. Yes. See how you feel. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly what supplements are, right? They supplement your progress. They help you. Yeah. So it's just another tool in the toolbox as you get older, to stay healthy, to keep that muscle mass, things of that nature. Yeah. I always tell people, like, I, if you want to nerd out on the nutrition, probably talk to you or my wife or the, yeah. um, here. I'm always like, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Can you hunt it? <laughs> Can you grow it in your garden? Yeah. That's the stuff you should be eating. And, and that's what know, I would recommend. Like, keep it simple. People like, but what about this? And you're like, you know, keep it to a small, you know, is it under 10% or, you know, really a small fraction, like have a cheat meal. Like don't even like, I even sometimes hate to call it a cheat meal. Like have pizza, yeah. live life, have fun with, you know, have fun with your friends, but you got to get back on track. And I think that's really hard for people when you start to get a little off track. It is so easy to get caught up in the sugar coated lies as Jocko <laughs> likes to say. And we were just, you know, talking about that before the podcast with Josh of, you know, it's just sugar-coated lies. It, you, you get addicted to it. 
mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're just a little off track. Um, I noticed a, my body composition over the last month and my wife had said like, yeah, you haven't been eating as clean as you normally have. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you just got a little off track and just a little off track, you know, makes a big difference. And that's where people don't realize their weight gain over the years, that little, just that, even if you just went one pound. I mean, what is the average person's gaining after 30 or 40? How much um, weight are they gaining? Like at least two pounds. On average. Five pounds, on average. Yeah, so on you average. So you gotta think, I mean, that doesn't probably include the holiday season. Where and it doesn't, so you know, much. there's so many people gained weight over COVID. Yeah. And you're like, well, now you got an extra, let's just call it five or 10 pounds from COVID. Mm-hmm. And now in 2023, you're gonna gain another couple pounds here. And it just all adds up and it just, it does make it harder, but it's only getting harder. I've run into <laughs> ex-members and they're like, I'm old now and I've gained. I'm like, next year it's going to be harder. So stop making excuses, you know, start doing something. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, I mean, it's the old Nike commercial. Like, I love that. That was a great slogan, <laughs> just do it. But I agree. I think, um, I think what happens as well is people get this... You know, it's easy, like you said, it's sugar-coated lies, right? I can I can consume the sugar. It makes me feel good. It's actually proven it gives you kind of a bit of a high, like a drug would. But we need to make that connection, too, with healthy food, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also right. We have to live, too. And there's alternatives out there that you can enjoy. And you can see me if you want any recipes. Trust me. I know yeah, how to make good, got... healthy recipes. Yeah for something that you could have, but it's sugar-filled, except mine won't be sugar-filled, you know? Um, I'm also, I'm gonna do a video that talks about like macronutrients and how much you should be consuming for age, weight, goals, et cetera. Yeah, you've got some great recipes. My wife's got some great ones, you know, that, you know, we'll share out on our channels Mm -hmm. um, as we go, but your taste buds changed. You know, that's like one time, like, if you get off of that stuff, like I tell people, my even my wife will have as a treat, uh, like seventy two percent chocolate or you know dark chocolate, mm. and I'm more like ninety two, and she says that's dirt. I taste that seventy two or eighty six, and I'm like, oh, my, I can just taste the difference in those. Now, if I had like a Hershey's bar, like that kids. Oh my um, gosh, I think yeah. the last time I had a little square of Hershey's, the kids were making s'mores camping and I was like, oh my God, I like almost had to spit it out because it was just so sweet compared to what I'm used to. Like you start to take those things out. So much of what's out there is just keeping people addicted and it's making it harder for the older athlete to improve because mm-hmm. they're addicted to this crap. I agree. And there's so, I mean, it's 2022, almost 2022, three y'all. They have so many sugar-free options out there that have the natural plant sweetener. So there's no aspartame or things like that in it either. There's just so many options out there now that I don't have to consume all of the sugar. But it's also being mindful too. Um, It was just last night I was making turkey burgers and I was going to put garlic salt on it. And this is why I say check the label. They put sugar in. Yeah, there's so many of those spices that have... You have to watch it. it. They have sugar in it. It's like they want you to be addicted. Yeah. You just got to watch it. But there's so many alternatives out there to help you stay on track. Yeah. You got to really read the label. There's those little things that just, they sneak it in there. Yeah, they do. 
and you're all of a sudden you're like, what? It should be illegal. I thought this was helpful. Yeah. You know, I thought this was a healthy thing. And you're like, it's not. I forget yeah. there was something recently that I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. what? Like, That's why? no good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always hard. I'm like, if, as much as that as you can eliminate, cause there's those studies out there that say just looking at a cupcake <laughs> can actually make you start to, um, produce those hormones and all the, you know, stuff I'm not great at, but there's some studies that I've listened to and you're like, oh my gosh, but why doesn't that work with weights? Yeah. Why can't I get bigger muscles by Why just looking at Why can't I look at, at broccoli weight? and it but does the same thing? your body starts to go, mmm, hungry and anticipation mm-hmm. of that cupcake, you start to turn on those hormones. And mm-hmm. some of those artificial sweeteners, your body treats like it doesn't know the difference. It's, it's true. I think, uh, I'm going to forget his name, uh, Dr. Prabhadas. Um, I love his stuff and we've got him on a lot of our channels for our members of like, here's a great resource. Fantastic. Um, he, I like a line that he says in one of his, um, YouTube, um, podcasts or say it was a clip of a seminar is like you, you're screwed humans in, you know, I forget what he said, 50 to a hundred, you know, whatever generations he said, they might adapt to this crap, but you, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to adapt to all of this process stuff. So just try to eat as clean as you can. Yeah, it's gonna suck like everything else. Yeah. It's gonna be a little hard when you start, but you just gotta throw it out and don't look at it. Don't You just gotta pass it by. Yeah. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. That's a giant mistake. That's a big one. You know? Um, it's true, you end up getting all the stuff that you don't want. Yeah. Um, but I think there's one thing to remember that you know, how uncomfortable the journey is and how you take that, you know, is going to determine your outcome. So if you have already decided eating clean, working out, you know, getting good sleep, recovering, if that's all too hard for you, because it's easy, you know, to just sit and eat the cupcake and stuff. Well, you've already determined your outcome. So it is really a mental thing as well. Yeah. determining that how uncomfortable am I willing to get so that I can stay healthy? Yeah. You know, it's one thing, um, a lot of older athletes tell me is, you know, they're, they're intimidated to come in. Mm -hmm. They feel old, but I've also had some, my oldest athletes tell me they wouldn't come to a silver sneakers class or whatever I called it. Like we're going to just start a, over 40, over 50, what are you going to, over 60, what is the class? And I had some, some of my old guys tell me they're not coming to an old guy class. But I also have some members are, you know, I'm I'm intimidated to start. And I think that's so important of trying a gym out, whether it's on the fitness or the martial arts side, I think it's really beneficial to have that coach. You know, some people can walk into a gym and they can do it. They can motivate. That is not a lot of people. I mean, the percentage of people that have a membership at 24 hour fitness and actually go on in a given week is crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. having a gym that has a coach and good community and somebody to help motivate you along the way, but also that just great community. Like if you're going and you're made to feel like an old person, you know, even at 40 or 50, you're like, Hey, you're not keeping up. With these people, uh, it was a thing I did to my previous manager that 
in her 20s, I don't think she really truly got what it meant to be an athlete coming in and you've gained baby weight, you know, mm -hmm. and she was teaching a women's only class as one of her classes. And I'm like, look, these women have gained 10, 20 pounds, let's just say. Never mind that they went into the pregnancy a little bit heavier. They're starting to work out. It doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to make it so hard. You can't push them that much. They've just, it's slow and steady as somebody that's been a couch potato for 10, 20, 30 years. Um, it's true. You can't kill them. So I gave her a weight vest and said, like, all right, now do your workout. And all of a sudden you could just see she's, you know, you're dying. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I heckled her a bit of <laughs> like, come on, what, what's wrong? And I think it, I, the weight vest wasn't, if it was 10 pounds, maybe 15 pounds, it was lucky. It wasn't even, you know, it's like somebody that has gained 40 pounds. It's just all about getting in the door, finding, you know, a positive community yeah. to help you on your journey. It's true. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I came here because my son had been here since three and a half doing Krav Maga. He's eight now. Um, but that was the one thing that really stood out to me that is different than, you know, your commercial gyms is the community that's here. Yeah. I absolutely love the community. They're supportive, you know, they're kind, and they all want you to succeed and they're here to help you. Yeah. And besides that part, another part, you know, why I really liked it here is, you know, our Project Fit classes. They pushed me to do things that I wouldn't do on my own. Yeah. Right? Like hang power cleans. I've never done them before until I came here. Yeah, that's... Now I can do 65 pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot for me because of where I'm at. Yeah. No, yeah, that's so. something I love about our fitness program, that it forces me to do things that I don't like yeah. as an athlete and makes you, you know, better. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's great because we all like, even as a coach, you just do the things you like as an athlete. Like, I'm going to do this. I love doing it. You're a runner. You're like, okay, well, how's your bench press? How's, how's your back squat? Like you want to be building muscle. Great that you're losing the weight. You know, you might fit into the jeans you want, but are you gaining muscle out of that workout? So our workouts, you know, are always different. Keeping it mixed up keeps it more fun. There's plenty of gyms across the country like that. And finding your fit, we have members here move and like, oh, but... You know, it was, mm -hmm. I've had just recently, they were like, we were, it was the hardest part of leaving Castle Rock was we're leaving our gym. Wow. And you're like, that is just means so much to me mm -hmm. um, that you felt like you were going to stay in this town because you loved and it was the gym and it was so important to you. But I'm like, there's other places, Yeah. you know, go before sure. you move. Like that would be a factor for me. My wife and I talk about it. Um, like where are we going to end up retiring? What's the gym like? You know, that's definitely going to be a big factor in where you move. Um, I was like, you don't move super far away, you know, like do your research, but that's also, you know, out of our control sometimes when we need to move closer to a job and there's not a lot around that, you know, maybe small town, wherever you move to, there might not be something and it might be a bigger commitment. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'd rather drive true. to work than drive to my gym, but, um, when you're relocating, but there's great places all around the country. I think we're the best here in Castle Rock. 
Um, I think I always can get better. I don't know. I always have this attitude of just trying to be better. Um, I think we're a great place. Um, Of course, we're not always a best fit for everybody. But as an older athlete, you just got to start somewhere. Um, You cannot just say, I'm old because you're just getting older. Tomorrow, you're day older. So get that out of your head. You've got to start doing something. As I told um, my teen class, to start doing because they, you know, they, they're battling the same problem. So many of them haven't done anything in five or 10 years. They, they're finding their sport here at our gym with Krav Maga, but they're, they don't have a lot of muscle. They weren't a kid athlete coming in. You know, some of them of course were and are finding their fit because they didn't like, you know, whatever they were doing or just got highly competitive or they didn't make the competitive team, whatever the what if is that I've told them, why don't you just start by doing five push-ups, five squats, and five sit-ups every day? That's how you and do it. And then next week, bring it up, even if it's just one. And of course, don't overtrain. Don't be like, you get these challenges out there. That I always tell people I think they're stupid. <laughs> of like, you did 10,000 burpees in a month. Like, fantastic. Good mental challenge. But how was that? I was that? one of those people. At you one did point. that challenge? I did, I did yeah. um, like a 1,000 squat challenge. And yeah. it was like 100... Um, repetitions of like different variations. In like one every day? Sitting. No, in one sitting. You just did a thousand squats in one sitting. Yeah, it was awful. I would not recommend. That's was why sitting I one of, was sitting one of the one of them. No, of the it was like they were box it was like squats. Like narrow stance, sumo stance, and then like one legged, each one leg. It was just crazy. It was wild. Well, well you're still young. How old are you? Um, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. You're almost to that thirty, but thirty's the old. new forty, really. So, um, you know, you might be able to get, it's, you know, I like those challenges, you know, and maybe it's just a challenge to get to the gym twice a week. That's mm-hmm. where a lot of people start. And then you got athletes like yourself that are like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Some people are like, yep, no, I'm not going to do a thousand squats today. You are mind? you kidding me? It's true. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. What would, so I was reading the article that you sent me. And it talks about progressive resistance training as a way to get the muscle. And you had said, like you were telling the teens, like start with the body weight. And that's really where it starts. Like start with your body weight first coming in. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Like just start slow and steady. It was what I was um, just thinking as you were talking of don't overdo it. Mm -hmm. Like just start slow and steady. You know, everyone's got to start somewhere. And I think that's a problem when people start at any age, but especially if you've been on the couch for 10 years, quote unquote, that just take it slow and steady. I tell new athletes coming in here to like, don't kill yourself. <laughs> don't overdo it. You don't like, it's going to impress me if you come back in a day or two. That's going to impress me. Don't right. overdo it when you're starting and that's a problem. Like people are gung ho, I'm gonna start and they overtrain and now they just can't get up from a chair for a week. They're just so sore they can't train. I'm like, just go slow and steady. Yeah. You know, a good coach is gonna recognize, hey, they're new, let's just, they're doing great. Um, Sometimes I tell people, don't kill yourself. (laughs) And they're like, I'm fine. And I'm like, I think you're killing yourself. Mm -hmm. And they come back two or three days later and like, you were right. I was so sore. And I'm like, I'm talking from years of experience. Um, I came off of a meniscus uh, tear surgery 
And I thought I was going easy on myself. And I did. It was easy. And, you know, I was still doing things all through my recovery. I was, how can I modify? (laughs) How can I modify and still do stuff with this knee brace until I get cleared from my doctor? And I I went easy on myself on that first workout. I think like I was doing, you know, just hang cleans in the workout and I was so sore. And I was like, gosh, good thing I went easy on myself. Good thing I went easy. I'm so sore. um, But it's just doing stuff. I mean, that surgery, um, the doctor didn't know. He said, what have you been doing? I'm like, you know, I've been doing my thing. But, you know, I'm being smart. I don't want to go under the knife again. Mm-hmm. So I'm being smart, but I'm doing stuff. He's like, honestly, if I close my eyes, I wouldn't be able to tell in this test of which knee I did the surgery on. And you're like, fantastic. Yeah, you know, right. I want to, that's what you want to hear. You know, that's a problem with a lot of older people. They, you know, all of a sudden one little thing, it makes it harder. It's like COVID. Like people have multiple comorbidities and it's just making you get hit with something and it's just so hard to recover from. And that surgery is older. People can't recover. I think it's, I think it's a week in a hospital bed. I don't know if it was like Mm seventies was what I was reading. You can leave 10 pounds of muscle by spending a week in a hospital bed. And you're like, oh my God, like being old is hard enough, you know? And, you know, just recently my stepson took, uh, I don't know if it was a helmet or a shoulder pad to his quad. um, And my wife took a picture because of course he was freaking out. Like, look at the difference. It was only two weeks and the difference you can just see in a snapshot. He's not even flexing the difference between the injury leg and the muscle he lost. And we're like, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll get it back. <laughs> You're going to get it back. You got to recover from this. Stop limping because he was the typical, Stop. you know, football player. <laughs> Boy, like I, you know, I'm going to play. And, yeah. you know, I can't um, blame him for that because I played through a uh, tumor in my, or a cyst in my ankle when Oof. I was a bit younger. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade that I was the typical dumb boy and guys don't know when they're like, I'm going to keep going. And I always say, look, I've got so many injuries <laughs> that we don't train smart. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it, especially the older you get. But, you know, from my teens to 20s, you know, I trained through, I played football because my mom told me if the doctor says you need to take a week off, you have to take a week off. How bad is it? Mm. So I just I was like, I'm fine. Just suck it up. And, you know, the doctor actually said, jump off the exam table. And he's like, oh, he's like, that should have fr- snapped that ankle because it was about the size of a golf ball oh my in my God. ankle. And he's Goodness. like, I had the afternoon off. I could have done the surgery this afternoon. And I was kind of like, what a jerk. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, I, I would have rather gotten rid of it because, um, you know, I had to go all the way up to Boston, Massachusetts because mm-hmm. um, I lived on Nantucket Island. So now it's, you know, you have to go back to Boston and a big, you know, get that you know, procedure set up. And I think these days, I mean, that was, let's not even talk about how long ago that was, um, that, you know, you do stuff. And I always tell athletes, don't do it if it hurts. That's what I say too. I say, listen to your body. If it hurts, it's pain. That was the best advice. I think I had herniated discs, um, 
Ooh, I don't even know how old. Definitely somewhere in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I herniated disc, and that was the be- the the surgeon was. Um, luckily, I didn't have to go under the knife for that. But the surgeon said, "Look, I'm a martial artist. I had a friend that was a judo player, and I told him not to get thrown, mm-hmm. and he did, and it Oof. made that herniated disc. So I'm like, he's like, if it hurts, don't do it." I don't recommend doing any throws, um, you know, or getting thrown. He's like, you can throw people long as it doesn't hurt. And it's something like shoveling snow. If I am not really mindful of my snow shoveling technique, I can really aggravate that disc. I have to go slow and steady, but that's something as the older athlete, like don't do it. There's so many times, um, in our old CrossFit program that it's people like, I have to do it because it's written on the board. And you're like, but if it hurt, they're like, it doesn't hurt now, but it hurts tomorrow. I'm like, then why are you doing it? It's <laughs> not worth it. You can miserable. always scale. If you've got a coach that's like, you can't scale something because it hurts, like get another coach. Like there's always work around it. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to do. But as an older athlete, you got to, you know, if things are hurting, don't do it. Let's find another way. Or it's probably just something that's weak. It needs to be slowly built up potentially, but it could be a legitimate thing. Yeah, which is why I really like um, our project fit because it's functional training, right? Yeah. Everything we do every day, everything we do, we push, we pull, we gate, which is walk, we hinge, which is bend over, we rotate. So functional training, especially our project, project fit, excuse me, classes, they will incorporate all those things. And I love that because it's going to strengthen your body for the everyday activities. Like you just said, shoveling snow. Who would have thought you could throw a back out shoveling snow? Yeah. You know? Well, old Um, people would know that, Jamie. (laughs) I am old. (laughs) Or they would slip and fall. One of my older athletes in the 70s is like, oh, learning to fall. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, a whole industry was built on help. (laughs) I'm falling and I can't get up. You know, something we teach here is like how to fall. Like I'll teach our fitness classes every once in a while. Let's do a fall because I guarantee you, you're going to fall. And if you have that skill, you're going to be so much better off. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the big thing for the older athlete is, you know, you need your recovery. You need good nutrition. And you absolutely just need to start. I agree. And I think another to add on to that is to not be discouraged. Right, you're not 20 anymore. Yeah, you check your in. ego. Exactly. I constantly battle that with your fiance and others. I mean, hey, uh, Hayden is now, you know, on the Green Beret track of going. You can't keep up with these guys. I'm like, I could, and I'll tell. Like, I could do that same weight in that workout, but it's probably going to be way too much. Mm-hmm. So check your hurt. ego. You could have done that. I'm like, let's cryo freeze me. <laughs> you know, and then when Hayden's 50, then we can have a competition of who's a better 50 year old. But it's so hard. I mean, you're in a competition with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, like, it's 50, start there. Like, how many push ups can you do? Yeah, like, exactly. That's get a little base. bit better for you. Don't worry about what other people are doing in your gym. You be you. There's tons of simple fitness test you could do of just like how many push-ups can you do in a mo- uh, minute simple it doesn't have to be complicated you it's know, true i remember form. going through school for my for the exercise science and stuff and we were taught like assessments that you can give people for that very reason 
especially like stretching, like, oh, I can only reach to the middle of, you know, my shin. Okay, well, that's something to work on. Keep yeah, working you can on see until that you touch your toes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's some of our, you know, our base workouts for our Project Fit gives you something to go off of mm -hmm. for you. You know, I threw out um, comparing myself to my 30s. I have workouts tracked from my, you know, mid to late 30s into 40s and going, you've got to come up with, <laughs> uh, you know, it was 40, now I'm 50. I'm like, you got to come up with a 50 um, standard, you know? And then every once in a while, like I've beat, like a classic CrossFit workout is Filthy 50. I recently beat a score and I was like, oh my gosh, that's yes. fantastic. I was not expecting it. I was kind of going for, okay, I'm just going to set a baseline. I'm feeling great today. I'm recovered. I've rested. I'm going to go after this workout and get a new really good 50 score. And it turns out I beat it. Well, great. That's awesome. <laughs> I was probably, you know, having a crappy day when I set that, when I set <laughs> like that hard. I'm like, that ah, was probably a terrible day. Who knows? Like, but it was, I've done that workout several times. And I think that's a great aspect of CrossFit, um, how they brought that to the fitness community is, you know, measuring that, give yourself something. I mean, it gets dangerous where people cheat the movement to mm -hmm. beat the score. And I, I'm like, absolutely don't <laughs> cheat the movement. But, you know, we're getting a little long here. Um, I think we can continue this conversation another time. But I think, you know, if you're an older athlete, you just got to get out and start doing something, even if it's at your house and you're doing some push-ups, sit-ups and squats. But don't be the older athlete that says, I'm going to get in shape. Sometimes you just need to get into the gym. It is. If you start paying for a membership, you generally want to use it, um, yeah. and especially if it's not a cheap membership. That's why so many big commercial gyms are cheap because you're like, ah, I didn't use it. It was cheap. I'm going to use it next month. You get in and pay for a service like ourselves at Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness that you're paying coaches to help motivate you. They're going to help you with your technique. I need help with my technique and reminders. It's going to motivate you to get in there to pay for a higher level of service because you're going to get a higher level out of that. I'm like, you get what you pay for. Like. It's that's you want, true. <laughs> you know, you want to pay really for power windows. I mean, I think most cars now come with power windows. It's pretty standard, but I'm sure, you know, those, those base models, somebody wanted, like it's got roll up windows. You, you got roll up windows. Seats. That's what you, you paid for. Yeah. Want. You want heated seats. You get what you pay for. You want mm -hmm. that comfort in the winter. You, you're going to need it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're going to be making a video, so stay tuned to all our socials here. We've got our Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness channel and our ClearSky.Training channel. You can find those on all the socials. You know, our ClearSky is definitely um, more of a YouTube channel than anything else, but Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness here in Castle Rock, Colorado. You can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, you can visit our website at rmsdf.com. You can give us a phone call at 720-504-5959. This is John Hallett and Jamie Hoffman on the John Hallett Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It means a ton of to us. Don't forget, if you want to help the channel, check out our Clear Sky hyphen online and check out the Prestige Lab supplements under the nutrition tab. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.